endless chase through the world of Terramorsha, slaying vampires and stopping their wicked plans of domination has led four heroes to their final battle. Rita Dilbreth is a recent graduate of the Brave Fortune's Paladin School. My town was the center of the vampire invasion, and I led the other heroes on an assault against them. Surya, a sun-worshipping half-orc monk who, despite her faith, has an anger as quick as her fists. Hi there, Julian. Bard. Upon mastering the art of spoken word poetry, I found myself longing for adventure, both in spirit and fighting goblins and shit. So I spend my days traveling the vast fantastic world in search for both artistic wisdom and just a classic good time. The icy Toitoiga, actually pronounced Tortuga, a tortorel who slip slides around on his shell like a Beyblade and kicks ass with his greatsword that splits apart into two icy rapiers. He also carries around an enormous amount of turtle themed items such as a turtle ninja stars, a turtle abacus and such, and his magical shell of Holden. The heroes are ready for this to end, while the vampires' plans have just begun. Legendary 4 Space Vampires So recently, the plane of Barovia has fused with the material plane at the small village of Dartmoor. Uh, this is where Rita Dilbreth is from. Her family owns the pickle cannery there, and she went to school at the Brave Fortin Fortune's Paladin School. Uh, its inhabitants were quickly attacked by like vampires, werewolves, and everything. So Barovia was originally a like its own plane that was basically isolated. I don't know by who necessarily, but Strahd was originally running it, and he was overthrown by Baron Plazowitz, who is the main villain that you guys have been fighting so far. She uh, managed to escape, still saving some lives, but not all. She eventually got the help of the neighboring country of Kalamir, and then went back in to try to find her family. Along the way, she saved each one of you, uh, whether that be together or separately. And I will just ask you guys, how did she save you? Uh, I would say that she came across the icy Tortuga, uh, the vampires. I don't know if this is possible, but I would say that the vampires uh, like raided his house and turned him into ice, um, <laughs> and like just like froze him there for like X amount of time, and then she came around and like thought him out. And all of a sudden, he had these runes on his back. Okay. Now he can, like, slide around, do all like, that stuff. I like the idea that the vamp vampires couldn't bite you. Like, they couldn't get through your shell. They didn't understand how that worked. They couldn't yeah. turn you in. So they're just like, ah, uh, uh, screw this. We'll turn you into an ice cube. All right, vampires. <laughs> so you wake up, and uh, Rita Dilbreth has just broken the ice with her hammer, and you are covered in icy blue runes. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up? I think Surya, uh, the sun temple, the temple of Pelor, that she sort of studies at her monastery, is a, a temple nearby, and something with these... Uh, uh, with this culture is they're very much into helping out the community nearby. They're the seclusionary, but they help out the community. And I think one of the things they do is they have a bunch of gardens and I think, uh, they regularly bring like bunches of fruits and vegetables and stuff. And I think, I think she was bringing down a shipment and got kind of ambushed, like just as she was arriving at the town, like didn't know what was happening. And, uh, just as she was arriving, got sort of ambushed right at the gates and uh Rita just happened to be nearby and I think even though Surya's nimble monk-like you know got the all, all the physical dexterity and shit I think she was taken completely off guard and had a handful of vegetables and so was sort of cornered and in a bad situation we could also say like this you guys have been adventuring, let's say, for about a year now. 
Uh, so this could have been like when you were like a fledgling monk, like you were still learning your yeah ways of the monk, and so you weren't as powerful as you are now. Totally. All right. Maybe this was even like Surya's first time actually like being the one to take down the vegetables. <laughs> and yeah. like she was like super excited about it. And it's just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that works great. Uh, so as you're bringing down vegetables, the uh, plane fused and you were suddenly attacked and Rita was there to save you and another group, like just there's people around you. She basically saved you. And with a bunch of other knights of Timora, who is the uh, Bold Fortunes, is the Paladin School of Timora, who is the goddess of luck. And Gary, your character? I found myself traveling city to city, learning as many songs and poems as I could find myself able to learn. When suddenly, while on a trail leading to some unknown area... I found myself singing something that attracted something I was not prepared for. But thankfully, my singing was loud enough to also attract the beautiful Rita Dilbreck. She popped up and you were like, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, essentially, I mean, that's a risk I take as a, as a traveling man of song. But usually I'm able to handle it myself, and it seemed to be too many from out of nowhere. But she was there, and she helped me fight my way through them, and we made our way further to the town. I'm going to say you attracted werewolves, and she uh, saved you. <laughs> I like the idea of you traveling down the road, and all of a sudden like the sky turns gray, and fog surrounds you, and you're still kind of playing music. Like You're still a little afraid, <laughs> like, but you're playing music. Like... And then... Uh, you play it, and she saves you. All right. Well, shall we start the session, then? Hell, yeah. Let us begin. So you guys find yourselves at the front gates of the Dilbreth Pickle Cannery, which has now been dwarfed by a massive cathedral behind it. Uh, the pickle cannery still seems to be operational, but the green magic sign that was in front of it has now been changed to red. Ooh, rotten pickles. <laughs> or, or spicy, just, maybe. Yeah, know. spicy pickles. <laughs> Rita, Rita turns to you and uh, she just says, I don't know if my family's in there, but... This seems like the end of the road. Are you all ready? Rita, I was born ready. I put out, pull out a bongo and play a little. <laughs> all right. Well, your music has always brought me joy, so... All right. Uh, she opens the gate. Uh, it just, like, creaks open and falls off of its hinges and smashes to the floor. There is a small, like, winding dirt path leading up to the front doors she breaks the lock off that's on the door with her hammer it just shatters and opens slowly you guys okay. see inside it is so it's still intact everything still seems to be operating but uh everything appears to be repurposed there is the canning machinery appears to be making jars of a gelatinous red liquid there is exsanguinated zombies working the machines and um, like cages hanging above with just a bunch of people who are hooked up to tubes and the tubes are all running into the machinery. Oh, what do you guys do? I put away my bongos, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all right. a little too obvious of a move. Oh. I, turn, I, I turn to the icy tortuga and I say, Turtle Man, slide, slide in, get a good view. Yeah, that's what I'll do. The icy tortoiga pulls out his sword, breaks it into two. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to... In a way I'm that it's meant to. In. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, in the, in the, in the way that it's meant to. So I pull out a great sword, and then I've split <laughs> yeah. it into two rapiers. <laughs> it's a magical item that I got. Oh, yeah. They glow a little icy. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of just slowly step in, get a little look, see if like 
are these like zombie drones like are they going to start attacking or are they just like doing what they're doing they're not gonna like or vampire people or kind of uh, they don't appear to be vampires they appear to be like thralls um not necessarily undead but they were once people and now they are under the control of some higher vampire uh, okay but they I'm don't gonna... like turn to you or anything they don't look at you they just keep like pulling levers putting jars yeah. or putting lids on jars yeah, yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna hide behind the door right because everyone's still like the door's somewhat open but it's not totally open mm-hmm. and i'm gonna pull out one of my uh toy toyga uh stars i'm just gonna like go i'm just gonna try to do like a little headshot on one of them and see what happens all right uh, roll to hit while this is happening i'm gonna lean over uh to surya and just kind of whisper in horror are those people still alive pointing at the strung up bodies to surya or to rita to surya i don't want to freak rita out any more than she probably is after walking into this mess thinking she might see her family she she has right now a uh unusually stony face she is like scanning the crowd and looking if any of if she recognizes any of them most of them are dwarves and she does like mumbled names under her breath uh i rolled a 20 all right uh you want to roll damage that it nails it right in the back of the head oh hell yeah five damage piercing of the variety all right yeah it just it hits it right in the back of the head and it just like falls (laughs) over for a second and then slowly stands up and continues working. Ah, so it doesn't even, like, look at me. Doesn't look I think anywhere. we can just it's, walk yeah. right into this. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to the team and be like, it, uh, it looks like they're not really caring much. I think we can go in. Surya's just going to kind of huff and crack her knuckles and, like, steal herself and, like, move ahead. Like in bo- sort of boxer pose, you know, like fists up by her, her face, mm-hmm. just like cautiously, steadily moving forward. All right. I'm going to have my bongo at the ready while I walk in the room. <laughs> okay. So uh, as you guys are moving through this room, Rita says, I, it looks like they they made a door at the back that's leading to the main cathedral. Maybe, maybe that's where we can go. Uh, so as you guys are walking through... There is a rusty smell combined with the old, like, pickle brine smell that has seeped into this building over the years. Uh, Yummy. You slowly move to the back of the room, and there is a huge red door, like, 20 feet wide, almost like a barn door. I uh, I go up, mm. and I, I try to listen to it. Roll See a perception. Anything. Yeah, roll some perception checks here. All right. Oh, not great. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> I hear nothing. You hear the room. It sounds very quiet. Uh, you still occasionally hear the sound of like metal, like creaking metal, but otherwise nothing. All right. I'm going to I'm going to try to uh, open it very slowly, very quietly. OK, the door it... opens. You come inside, and there's a a huge room on roll twenty. This is the room that you guys are in. Um, uh, so it appears to be a long hallway with a circular entrance, and there are rows and rows upon cages lining the wall. It, it appears like it's a huge tower, almost like it goes maybe eighty feet up, and there's just like rows of cages, maybe. There's got to be at least like 150 cages in this room. Okay. Do um are there things in the cages? Yeah. Uh, there's the occasional dead body. Uh, that appears to be. Can you tell I've learned the word exsanguinated recently? Uh, <laughs> they have all lost their blood. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> so, do we see anything like like towards like the middle? towards the end like in the middle of like the big tower uh you look up and it looks like there is like a 
a smoky black window in the ceiling. Yes. It's a uh, it's nighttime, right? Or uh, does the smoky blackness seem out of place? You know what I mean. It, it's so a weird part about the plane, the Barovia fusing with this place is the sky has kind of perpetually been overcast, mm. and mm. the sun really never gets through. Although there's still like bright days and light or bright days and dark days, uh, but you guys are getting closer to nighttime. I guess just start going down the hallway. So you guys all slowly walk. Julian, are you walking with them? Yeah, but I'm staying steadily behind like 10 feet from everyone. All right. So you guys all walk in and Rita trips a trap. There appears to have been a stone, uh, a stone like raised up and she steps on it and she just says, shit. And you watch as all of the like hooks that are holding the cages turn upside down suddenly and all of the cages come falling down. I need you all to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, God. I rolled a 10. Uh, I've got an 8. Rita rolls as well. All right. Uh, So Julian, he was hanging back a little bit, and he watched as the cages started pouring down, and he manages to leap back a few feet into the doorway. Julian, you take 6 points of bludgeoning damage. Everybody else takes 12, and you are pinned under the cages. And we're pinned under the cage. Oh, are they? So, okay, there was cages like domed up above us as well. So it's like the whole area is. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Is it? (laughs) Well, I guess, yeah. I rolled a 10. I was going to say it would have made sense for the Toy Toy Get to uh, go into his shell. But. Yeah. Takes a whole action. Hey, what's the shell good for anyways? He says while he's pinned under. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Julian, so you are watching and all three of your companions appear to be stuck underneath a mountain of cages, or at least a pile of them. Good lord. All right, I am going to uh, approach the pile and try to see if it looks like it'd be dangerous. Like if I pulled any cages out of the way, if they would just cause more damage or if I could you know, pretty easily do this myself. Uh, sure. What do you want to roll for that? Do you want to roll like investigation? Should I do or... like... Sure. I'll do investigation and then depending on what I need to do, maybe like sleight of hand or something or athletics or whatever. It looks like it's just going to take some strength. You are just going to either you or your companions are going to have to full, pull like pull or push your way out. All right. I'm just going to yell down to them. I think I can get you out, but uh, definitely the worst person to be doing this. I'm just going to (laughs) start trying to push as hard as I can. Yeah, you... It's a seven. You are, like, pushing, and the cage that you were pushing on actually has... A, a dead body inside of it, or what you believe is a dead body, and it just reaches up and grabs the bar and just starts oh, shouting shit. at you. And you'd, like, jump back afraid. <gasps> what? Okay, be careful. Uh, <laughs> these, uh, dead bodies aren't dead. <laughs> I'm gonna try to go for a different cage <laughs> and roll a two. <laughs> oh, god. Oh man, we're we are biffing these first All right, All right. I may have to take this from a different angle. Uh, give me a second. Let me uh, let me see what I can do. Yeah, with the roll of the two, you grab on another cage, and the door just swings open, and you fall backwards. What? Oh god. It was an empty cage. There's nothing. Oh in okay, it. okay. Uh, Rita says, ah, I I might be able to work my way out. I might have a crowbar in here somewhere. I, like, pull off my hat and start rummaging through it. Yeah, so Rita manages to... She, like, pushes one of the cages off of her, and she jumps out of the top. And, Julian, I appreciate your help, but maybe this is a job for me. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I put my hat back on. (laughs) 
I'm, Let I'm, me know if you need like a grappling hook or something. Do you have that crowbar? You know what? Let me see. I got a crowbar, but it's not exactly. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I'll be able to grab it. <laughs> it's in the shell, you see. <laughs> Is it also the shape of a turtle? <laughs> yeah, it's got a little turtle head at the end. I've got this pole. I'm gonna pull out a like just a pole <laughs> and hand it to out her. Of your hat. Could could you do anything with this? Uh no, I'll just I'll just use my hands. How about this shovel? I pull out a shovel. <laughs> I I appreciate it. I honestly I don't even think the crowbar would Sledge be much of a help, so <laughs> Alright. Uh she starts pulling cages off. Uh she eventually let's just say that she eventually pulls you guys out. And just says, oh, that's odd. Uh, there's usually something else goes with these traps. Maybe they're busy. So it takes like 10 minutes for her to pull you guys all out of the cages. If you guys aren't trying anything. Yeah, I'm going to try to like look around and see if I can spot any more traps in this room. Sure. Specifically Roll. like in front of us. Roll a perception. 11. Yeah, uh, it looks like you guys are just in front of a long hallway that leads to a massive, another massive door. And Rita just says, I, I, I don't have a good feeling about this. Alright, I'm going to, knowing that things kind of come out quickly, I'm going to uh, slide in my shell down the hallway. And if there's any <laughs> traps that get triggered... I'm hopefully going to move out of them and not get hit. <laughs> Are you going to duck into your shell while you slide? Feel yeah, like basically I'm going to run I'm going to run like 15 feet and then I'm going to like dive forward and like flip on my back and start sliding and kind of spinning. And I have my my rapiers out and so I'm kind of <laughs> like a spinning top with blades on them. I don't know what those toys are where they, like they kind of spin around and like like you know you like rip them into a thing, but that's kind of what it looks like. Beyblade, you're Beyblade, you mean? A Beyblade, yeah. yeah. It's basically a a, a, a toidal Beyblade <laughs> that he just he just ripped down the hallway. <laughs> All right, so you slide down the uh, hallway and you notice on the sides of this hallway there are actually coffins lining the wall, and. As you are skating down, you do trigger some traps. The coffins oh burst open. Yeah. And nothing is inside. What? Oh. What's with this place? Is anyone else getting the feeling that we might be expected here or that what we're looking for is not as we not as we thought it was going to be? I don't know. It almost seems like someone it's someone it seems like someone already triggered these traps. Maybe we're lucky. I don't know. It feels like this place should be teeming with vampires. Do you continue skating? Yeah, I'll skate towards the door and kind of bounce off of it. However, the 45p works out. So, yeah, I basically I, I hit the door and I like get knocked back like 10 feet or five feet. Bounce off a bit. Uh, yeah. So as you are uh, sliding down the hallway, you hit the door and it's just a large thump like uh, but as you are sliding down you notice that there is a uh, the closer you get to the door there is a stronger and stronger animal like musty scent oh mm. not gonna lie guys it smells a little uh smells a little weird over here smells <laughs> like uh did, we're not did alone did you say weird or weed I yell down the hallway. <laughs> nah, it smells a little weird. Did he say weed? <laughs> I'm still not sure. But it does seem that the traps have been set off. I'm going to start walking uh, walking down the har hallway. The hallway. I'll follow. Try and smell what he's, what he's saying he's smelling. Yeah, Rita, Rita follows you, and she just says, Yeah, I expected to meet a lot more assistance coming through here. Be on your guard. This should be the cathedral right up ahead. Uh, yeah, you guys oh. are all smelling just, like, must and, like, 
the smell of something that's been living in a cave for its whole life. Uh, I'm gonna listen at the door. <laughs> I rolled a nine. God damn it! <laughs> yes. uh, you listen and you hear some chirping and screeching, but otherwise you hear nothing else. Chirping and screeching. Hmm. It's very faint. It uh, doesn't seem like there's too much over there. I'm gonna slowly open the door and peek in. Alright, so it's a massive door. Like, it takes up this whole hallway here, and you slowly open it. And, uh, let's see here. Okay. Oh, oh shit. So it is an absolutely massive cathedral. Uh, it is a massive hangar-sized cathedral with columns holding up a peaked ceiling. The ceiling appears to move and twinkle occasionally. The floor appears to be splattered with black splotches, and at the back wall there is a set of stairs that lead to a golden throne in front of a huge coffin. Like, the coffin takes up the whole back wall. Sitting at the throne is Baron Plasowitz. Boom, boom, boom. As he sees you enter, you realize... He's kind of small for what you thought he was. You haven't really seen him. You've only heard of him. You realize that he must have been a halfling before he got turned into a vampire. And he walks up, and he's wearing a full black suit of stone armor with, like, what? a full helmet that has a that same smoky glass over the visor. Uh, the His mm. armor appears to be etched with magical red runes. And he approaches you and he says, Ah, you have finally come. And it takes him a long time to get to you guys. Because <laughs> this, this room is... Does he walk all the way down the hall? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He he gets to... I'm going to, while he's walking, pull out my crossbow. All right. Uh, he gets to there. And he says, You have finally come. We were expecting you. Ritter says, Where is my family? What did you do with my family? And she says, Oh, your family was very kind to sell us their cannery. It would not allow us to make, uh, to have the production that we have now. It's too bad that we had to dispose of them. And at that, Ritter charges. She charges and stops short as a magical red wall appears out of nowhere. Ooh, what? Like, just cutting off the rest of the room. It looks like the wall goes all the way up to the ceiling. And uh, you watch as, like, the wall is climbing up. Those black speckles, like, on the ceiling appear to all move and undulate and get on the other side of the red wall. Hmm. Away from you. So it's just some sort of like solid red material, like magical red wall. Yeah, it's it's not solid. You can see through it, but the like there's like outlines and like particles okay. floating in it that are all red. Mm -hmm. um, I see. And another person walks out behind the throne, uh, and he sits Ooh. on the throne, and he just says. Ah, welcome. You look at him and he has his, he's bald, he's stooped over, leaning on a gold cane with a red gem, and his hole, or his chest has a hole in it where his heart should be. Oh, oh shit. I am Count Improbus. Baron here has been handling my affairs in this area, and I have a bigger plan in store. This this is where you ask what my plan is. <laughs> How about we just try and end it? And I'm gonna try and I'm gonna like shoot off to uh Sunbolt's 
mm-hmm. towards him and see if they're able to make it through the wall. Uh, the sun bolts hit the wall harmlessly and just like make ripples of red energy away. Mm. See, Surya, this is why you gotta work with hard-earned materials. Not my voice. Uh, and I throw, I throw some. I, I shoot a crossbow at it, a toidal crossbow. Toidal bow. The crossbow, the crossbow bolt hits the wall and just shatters and the pieces all fly off and burn up oh all right what's your plan (laughs) thank you somebody knows how these things work (laughs) yes you see the big red death wall here and i will float something over to you and he like pulls something out of his pocket and it begins to levitate and it just like goes all the way down the hallway um or all the way down the cathedral and passes through the wall and it drops at your feet and it looks like it is a like a swatch of cloth i'll approach it and uh just like kick out the cloth a little bit and see if there's something inside of it all this meanwhile rita is not like focused at all on um the count she is focused on baron plazowitz uh but you pick up the cloth and it appears to be a folded blanket the count just says go on i'm just gonna like look at the blanket and what does he want me to do with it what do you want me to do with this well it's clearly folded oh god i'm just gonna slowly unfold it watch out there uh, in your hand is just a bigger blanket that appears to be folded. <laughs> Should I keep unfolding it? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna look over at hey, I don't know uh, about Surya this. and Tortle. I'm just gonna unfold it one more. Unfold. Same thing happens. It appears to be a blanket oh that is folded in half. God damn it! Should I keep going? <laughs> Do you get the idea? Is this just never going to stop? It is an infinifold blanket. No matter how many times you unfold it, it is still the same size. Or same thickness, I should say. So it's not an unlimited... It can't be like an unlimitedly spacious blanket. I'm glad you asked. It can. You can unfold it as many times as you want and it will only grow bigger. Hey, Baldy, let me just... But why? Why? Or why? What's happening right now? You is, see this a, is this a gift? Uh, sure, you can keep it. I don't think you will be getting out of here alive, but you can keep it. We'll, we'll bury it with you. Uh, and he says, y- you see what something like this could be used for is blocking out the entire sun. What? You're going to block out the sun with a blanket? Yes, of course. Nobody else has done it. We just need to travel to four different planes and collect some more materials. And that prototype you see will work wonders. I'm going to just like try lighting the blanket on fire and see if it burns at all. <laughs> it burns and like instantly turns to ash. It's like, oh, man, that was... <laughs> That cost a lot like, of money to make. How do you how do you plan on blocking the sun? That was just a prototype. So you plan on making a non-flammable version of this same blanket? Obviously. Where are you making these? Well, technically, that's the only one we have made so far. I made it myself. Yeah, but what's your production facility going to be? Uh, well... We don't really have a, uh, a grounded production facility here, but as you look behind me, and he, like, points his hands back to the coffin, and the coffin just kind of, like, comes out of the wall, and mm. you just hear crunching and cracking as huge bat wings spread out from it. What? 
this here is the Dead Knot. <laughs> we will use this to travel the astral plane and find the other planes that we need materials from to craft the needed Infinifold blanket. How many of those uh, Dead Knots you got? Just one. Hmm. I'm going to whisper to everyone. So, uh, guys, I think we should uh, just destroy a ship. And then, uh, you know, he can't go anywhere. We should kill him, too, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, if we can't kill him right now. This you know. this has truly gone on long enough. I think, uh, Baron Plasowitz, I am going to board the Dead Knot and run away. Please finish these fools. And he turns around and walks like a little door, like slides open at the bottom of the coffin. And he walks into it. The door closes and another door opens like where the cross is on the coffin shell. And everything that was on the ceiling that you saw flying and glittering around, you now realize is a massive swarm of bats that swirls and twirls and spins and goes inside of the coffin and after that happens the uh takes like a few seconds but the coffin begins to lift off the floor oh geez and he goes away well so much for taking out a ship his coffin was a ship Yeah, and the like ceiling just crashes down around it, and it flies up, and you notice at the bottom of it, there is, like, two bat feet. <laughs> two bat feet. <laughs> bat like, feet. giant bat feet. Well, I think Surya is, like, just sort of frozen with rage through all of this at the concept of, like, blocking out the entire sun, and as the ship coffin starts to like take off or whatever i think she is going to like run up to the red wall and try and punch punch into it just like doesn't know what else to do but can't really hold herself back um uh... i see toy toy is just gonna look at uh what what's his what's his name uh uh julian just be like oh this isn't gonna go well i'm gonna try to stop her I'm going to try to grab at her shoulders and just be like, he's gone, he's gone, before she can uh, injure herself. We don't know what this wall does. Surya, do you let that happen, or do you continue no. on? I move very quickly, and uh, I think Surya definitely has some anger issues, and this is something that uh, probably the most the thing that has made her most angry in her entire life, maybe. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think she has any control of being able to stop herself. And I think she was already a little bit ahead of these two and makes it to the wall and just throws a punch. All right. So you punch it. Uh, Can you make a strength saving throw for me? Yes, I can. Uh, 15. All right. So you punch the wall and... You punch the wall and you take six points of fire damage as the, uh, it feels like the force that you punch into it gets blasted back at you Hmm. and you Hmm. manage to stand your ground, but you feel yourself pushed back a couple of feet and Baron Plazowitz just laughs. You really think you can do that here? How about you fight me instead? And we are going to go into initiative. Ooh, 19. I've got 13. I've got a bard roll. (laughs) You go first, and what you can do is play your bongos. (laughs) I've got this, guys. All right. Um... (laughs) All right, so it looks like, Julian, you are up first. All right, is the wall still up? Nope. It, or did he it, make it go away when we started It looks fighting? like the wall has, like, disappeared and then appeared behind you again. All right. Behind him, mm-hmm. you mean? Or behind him, behind him. So I am going to immediately break into a kind of battle-ready uh, beat with my bongo drums just... 
you know, just getting going. And uh, yo, do you actually have some bongos there? I've got my ukulele, so I was just beating. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, What kind of does he have? Any uh, weapons or anything on him? Yes, he has a great sword. I'm gonna use heat metal and try to on the great sword. Um, so I'm gonna be playing my bongo drums, and then all of a sudden I'm just gonna like a little bongo drum fill, like a. And when I do that, all of a sudden, uh, heat metal, like you just see like a, an aura, start to go around his great sword if I succeeded. Uh, so you heat the metal of his sword, and he seems unfazed by it. Almost like his armor protects him from heat. Almost as if oh. it was like heat resistant or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So his armor is like on his hand and everything. Yeah, too. he appears so he to be covered even... head to toe in this black stone runic armor. That it has like a glassy visor that magically comes up and down as well. It's it's a All it's right. a, a um, spacesuit. It looks like a, it looks like. A then I'll just take my. <laughs> I think that'll just do it for now. Then. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we move on, and next up is the Tortuga. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to slide with my crossbow on me, and I'm going to slide kind of um, diagonally towards him, and then uh, like kind of mid slide, I'm going to shoot a bolt at him. All right. So you draw your crossbow. You slide on the ground. I need you to make an attack roll. By the way, for anybody, if anybody's listening, uh, Dustin has a magic item where his runes <laughs> allow him to slide on the ground like ice. It's kind of like Frozen, yeah. Frozone, where ice comes behind him. Oh, I thought it was. Bas- I thought it was on his shell. So, is there still ice on like a little what? trail that I could then slide along? No, him? it doesn't stay around. But like, cool. it, it's just to explain. Like, if he's on grass, it will work as well. Yep. I kind of imagine it where he like he like slides on his back most of the time, like a turtle shell, kind of like a spinning top. But yeah, like a Beyblade. Yeah, this one is this. Yeah, <laughs> like a Beyblade. That's what you recently this, said. This time, this is the time he's just gonna just go on his feet because he's shooting a crossbow. Twenty-two. That will hit. <laughs> and five damage of the piercing variety. All right. So you watch as the arrow punctures the armor and. He is surprised to get hit by it. He was not expecting it. He thought his armor would protect it better. Uh, But he Mm -hmm. just turns to you, and he just walks up to you. Is there anything else you wanted to do? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to disengage. All right. Doesn't do much, but sure. Uh, (laughs) From that distance, basically, that just means you hold up your hands, and you're like, I, I don't know. I don't know who did that. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I'm just gonna look around. And I'm just gonna be like, like, "Whoa, that's weird." Hey, who was? Hey, who was that? Hey, who did that? All right, he, I come in peace, buddy. He he just brings his greatsword right down on you, and it just hits you in the stomach. Like it knocks the wind out of you, what? but it doesn't really do any damage to you because it just okay. hits your shell. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got one he, of those too, buddy. Yeah, he just looks at you again. He's like. And then he he raises his sword up with both hands and what? tries to stab down on you again. What? Two attacks? Uh, yeah. It just like slides okay. off, and he ha! like kind of trips himself up a little bit, and doesn't do mm-hmm. anything to you. Your shell is too hard for him. <laughs> Fucking <That> nerd. Is... <laughs> Surya, it's your turn. You're up. Okay, uh, she is going to race up right to his side here and try and kind of like, like hit hit the side of his head. Um, she's gonna deliver two punches to the side of his head. That's a fifteen and a twenty-one. So he, as he was stumbling back, it looks like you just kind of like hit him on the back shoulder for the first punch, but then the second mm-hmm. punch comes up and hits him right in the jaw. You can roll damage. Hell yeah. Um, so five damage, and then I'm going to run around to his other side and deliver one more punch. Because uh, I can do a, 
yeah, another attack is a bonus action. Or you can do two attacks as a flurry of blows. I'd have to spend a key point, but I suppose uh, now would be the time to do that, huh? So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do two more attacks. So I'm gonna race up to one side of his head and just, and then flip around to the other side. And just. Um, okay. All right, roll the hit. One key point to deliver two more paunches. Fourteen and a twenty. Same thing. You are. He's kind of like keeping pace with you rotating around as you're rotating around his his speed appears to be also be increased by his vampirism and Ooh. you managed to hit his armor once and then you hit him again and his head like kind of rolls back a little bit roll damage for the second one that's gonna be a nine on that one wow all right and then to finish my turn i will jump back like boxer style uh yeah, that's <laughs> five or yeah ten feet <laughs> yeah all right it is uh rita's turn and she Rita's just Rick. charges at baron and just says where is my family and she comes up and she is gonna make a couple of attacks of her own Oof. Is that uh, all right uh <laughs> not, not good she runs up and uh Baron sees her coming and just grabs her hammer like with his other hand and what uh yeah she charges up with her hammer above her head her shield in the other hand she runs Baron just grabs the hammer by its hilt and tosses it to the ground shit fuck unarmed did she nat one yeah oh, oh God. fuck Rita. All right. Rita. Oh, no. Where's my... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back at the top with Julian. Um, I have a question that will determine... So, I I know that I can use Bardic Inspiration for my saving throws. Can I use Cutting Words against a saving throw? Let's say you can do it. I, I think it would normally say saves, but that's fine. Yeah, let's, let's give it a, a chance. Cool. And if it's too OP, I understand. No, it's all right. We'll, but we'll, we'll try it we'll out. Give it a try. Because I'm just imagine like you know, if I'm using cutting words, then then they're too uh, their confidence is too low to be able to like <laughs> focus and use that wisdom save. Yeah. You know. Um. So I'm gonna use a uh, charm person on this vampire. At, like walk. I'll walk a little closer. Use charm person and use one of my bardic inspirations for uh a cutting words against his save is it a it's a wisdom save yep and uh he has advantage because we're fighting him oh two it's something well i will tell you that reduces his role with advantage down to a two wow (laughs) i didn't even need it so i can assume I've charmed this person. Yeah, you are just locked eyes with uh, him, and he is looking <laughs> at you and just like, oh. Also, I'm gonna be. Uh, his visor has <laughs> Sorry, come up. Ahead. His visor has like come up, and he looks at you, and he is like a handsome blonde halfling with a wide face, red <laughs> lips, and he's just like making kind of kissy faces at you. <laughs> I am going to look him dead in the eye. Pull up, take off my hat and just tell him, uh, take off all your armor and put it in my hat in like a sensual voice. Why would take I do that? I'm, <laughs> I'm fighting these fools. <laughs> they won't fight you right now. They'll let you take it off. He Here, looks, he looks to look the rest him. of you. He looks to the rest of you. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'll, hey, hey, I'll hey, look off. at me, look at me, look at me. And then I'm going to just be like. Come on. Ooh, oh, uh-oh. I rolled a persuasion. Hold on. And he rolled in that one. Hold on. Oh, can no. I, you know can what? I, can I? Instead of taking off my armor, how about you join me in my quest? Oh, shit. Help me uh... kill these three fools, and uh, we will travel the astral plane together. Um, <laughs> how about... <laughs> how about we all travel together? What's why? Why call them fools? Why don't we all just become friends right now? 
I, I trust them. You could trust them, too. Well, I know, if you trust I know me. nothing about them, but I feel like I've known you for years. <laughs> can, I, can I pipe in and say, hey, I'll join along. And give look him one that. of these. I'm going to look at him and be like, uh, see, I mean, he's clearly uh, on our side. I like astral planes. Uh, I think at this point, Rita kind of scowls at you. And she just like, we have to take him down. I'm just going to like wink at Rita and uh, keep trying to work this guy. Um, I'm just going to start walking towards him and put out my hand and be like, give me your sword. Just calmly. <laughs> okay, is Charm Person a concentration spell? I might not be able to put out my hand. I might need to keep playing my drums. Is that what you said? No. Uh, is heat metal? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It's yeah. It just lasts. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm just. It's just charmed. Yep. <laughs> uh, he hands you his sword. You grab it, and I need you to take damage from your heat metal spell. Oh. <laughs> ah, it's still hot. It's still hot. All right, put it in. Put roll? it in the beret. I'm putting. I'm gonna put it in my hat. Um, how hot is it though? Is it like 600 degrees still, or is it like 200? Because I don't want it to start anything in my hat on fire. You know, if it's just like 200 degrees, I can just throw it in there and not really. Uh, worry. let's just say you touch it and realize you are still concentrating on this spell, and you end the concentration. On the heat yeah. metal. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, but I am. I'm just like, oh, oh, wait, oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. You're like, oh. I'm just gonna put. I forgot I was thinking about. I'm gonna that. put the sword in my hat and put my hat back on, and then be like, well, I mean, we're obviously not fighting anymore, so what's the use in armor at this point? Uh, this is more than I'm... armor. Explain. Well, I'm interested. That sounds really cool. The uh, astral plane is a hostile territory, and. Uh, a person like me cannot survive up there long without a suit like this. Well, we're not there right now, and uh, I kind of want to see what's going on under that suit. <laughs> I don't know if we're still in initiative oh, or anything. You... Um, no, you guys are not in initiative, unless you guys want to do anything. <laughs> I'm going to take no, a five-foot I... five step up behind him, and uh, I mean, I'm behind him. He's facing Julian the other way, and... Uh, I'm just going to try and punch him at the base of the neck and deliver uh, a feat that I have, which is Stunning Strike, which is he takes a constitution save, and if he fails, he is stunned until the end of the next turn, at the very least. Okay. Uh, uh, roll to hit with advantage. Yeah. Uh, also, you guys have noticed that like he was kind of bleeding yeah. before, but it looks like his bleeding has stopped Oh, very quickly. I got a 23 right. to hit with my, hit him in the back of the head. And he has to make a constitution save. I'm going to say he has disadvantage. Uh, does a 12 do it? Hell no. No, sir. All right, so he is stunned for one round. You guys have... Sick. Grab his armor. Okay, I'm going to... It's going to take a lot gonna... longer than one round to take off his armor, but you can... Okay, I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out I'm gonna drop my crossbow I'm gonna pull out my greatsword split it in half and do like a full on revenge of the Sith like try to like just like decapitate him behead him. <laughs> also, I forgot to roll damage, so he also takes eight damage. Nice reference, by the way. Thank you. Oh, and can I use a sneak attack on that? Hey, yeah, you can. Stunned. Sick. All right, um, so you you hit him, and then plus one d six for the sneak. Uh, 3d6. You can roll Ooh. 6 extra d6. Alright, so it takes 24 total points of damage. Yeah. I mean, if his head falls off, too, that'd be pretty cool. But you know. And it gets another saving throw <laughs> versus Charm Person? Yep. Okay. Alright, so you, you push your two rapiers up and try to push it through its neck, but you realize that its armor is stopping most of your blades. It takes most of the damage, though. Uh, and we're going to go back into initiative. And he's just like, I knew you would, my friend! Mm -hmm. And we're back. 
Sorry, man, but it's all part of the game. And it's his turn. I didn't actually say that. It's his turn. He doesn't have a weapon anymore, so he is just going to... He turns to Icy Tortuga, and you watch as uh, his uh, eyes glint for a second. Oh, he is stunned. I'm going to use... Uh, all right, so it's cutting actually Surya. It is Cut. your turn. Uh, I'm just gonna punch this dude's head. I'm just trying to knock him the hell out. Uh, start off so with you, the two punches. You all notice as well that his the neck wounds that Dustin or that um, icy tortuga just dealt to him are starting to close up. Oh. Hmm. Uh, is he consistently healing? Shit. So you punch it twice. Seventeen and eighteen. Both hit. Hell yeah. Right, five and seven. And I am like going right for his head. Like I am trying to knock him out. All right. And I'm going to spend uh, another just... key point to punch two more times. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Two more punches. 19, 16. The 19 hits. Okay. So five, seven, and eight is all the damage that I've done. So 20. So you just. <laughs> You punch him once, you punch him in the face, his head bobs back. You punch him again in the face, his head bobs back. You punch him the third time, and he, like, gets out of the way and, like, shakes his head at you, and then you just punch him one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Um, ooh, uh -uh, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, It is Rita's turn. Does uh, Does he seem affected by these punches? Yes, he does seem okay. affected. He just okay. appears to be healing from them very quickly. Mm, okay. Uh, she is going to... in While you guys were talking, she picked up her hammer and is going to take two swings. She hits against the armor once, dealing some damage. So yeah, you punch him in the face twice and she grabs her hammer quick and just swings at the side. Alright, uh, next up is Julian. Um, I'm gonna... My by the way, my bongos kind of are just like strapped to my belt. So if I ever just drop them, they kind of just hang. Is that yeah. okay? Because I imagine because I have a couple instruments <laughs> that I go through for different spells, but I don't want it to like take up a whole fucking. You yeah, know? no, that it's just for for storytelling. Makes thing. sense. Works great. So I'm gonna just uh, drop my bongo and do a cool like with my arm, and out of my sleeve will come a jazz flute, and I'll put oh, it up what? to my lips and just. <laughs> And I'm going to use uh, sleep on him. Nice. So 29 hit points of sleep. So if he has 29 or less hit points, he is asleep. But if he has more than that, then he is not. <laughs> I think that's how it works, at least. that's. I just read it like four times, and it's kind of hard to... But yes. the point of the spell is that if you have more hit points, or less hit points than that, then you can roll over those onto the next creature and possibly put multiple creatures to sleep, right? Yes, that is... But he's the only one there, so I'm just going... That is how it works. Uh, You watch as he almost dozes off. He almost is like... He's like, wait, I'm not in my coffin. (laughs) And Tortuga, it is your turn. Sick. Uh, I'm going to... Rapier, rapier. Uh, oh, a <laughs> natural one on one of them. <laughs> Shit. Does the sneak attack still work? I'm guessing not. Yes, it does. What? 26 damage. That can't be right. <laughs> well, you rolled two fives and a snick six on your 3d6. Yeah. And then on your d8, you rolled a seven. <laughs> like, that was a <laughs> fantastic roll there. So you just, like... Stick it with, or your first sword gets lodged in his armor. Like he bends, and the armor grabs your rapier, and you can't really pull it out. It's stuck there. But while it's stuck there, you just reach up and stab it in the neck, and it looks like it goes all the way through, and you pull it out. Yeah. But he is—he's like gurgling. He's like. <laughs> but you watch as that wound, like heals up some and he is still like and he disengages 
and begins to run. Oh, he I don't think so, passes through the wall. What? Ah, shit. Wait, 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 wait. He passes <laughs> through the wall. Does he not create any opportunity attacks? Is, like, stumbling. No, he disengaged. So oh, okay. he basically, like... Dude. And he also has your sword in his armor. Oh, shit. So he runs through, and uh, Rita just turns to all of you, and he says... Or she says... We have to finish this. Don't do what I'm about to do. And she uh, pushes Surya aside, backs up a few, and just runs straight at the wall. And as she hits the wall, she is just, you can see her burning up, but she manages to push through the wall. While this is all happening, her hammer starts to glow in the air she brings it down on the vampires uh like right above the vampire and you watch as the vampire takes out like a dagger and pushes it up to ritta and ritta just at the same time the dagger her burns uh yeah she's burned by the wall she manages to push through the dagger stabs her, and the hammer just comes down and shatters the vampire's head. You guys just see a bright white light uh, and smoke and rubble falls from the ceilings and the columns around you and just crumble to the ground and the wall flickers out. <laughs>